Right, first of all, look, the situation, I'll come to you first off, Shona. Um, what impact is the lack of services having on children at the moment and what are those services in particular? Um, I, I think you, you summed it up very well. We put one word there, Alan, when you said catastrophic. It is catastrophic, the impact on the children and on the families overall. Uh, the services we're talking about are, you know, the, 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 the ones that we hear about the most are psychology, occupational therapy, speech and language, physio, dietitian, nursing services, um, which are all meant to be part of the progressive disability services. These are the disciplines that are meant to make up these teams that have been introduced to us. Um, and these teams are not filled. These disciplines are not part. The, the positions haven't been filled on these teams. And the impact on what was already a, a service that wasn't it wasn't working like that was the reason for change services were not being provided children were going without families were hitting crisis unnecessarily and this was rolled out and it's only making matters worse um, personally I think the timing of it wasn't great we were coming out of a pandemic where children hadn't received adequate services for two years because of a pandemic God only knows how long they hadn't received it before that and for whatever reason but straight into another service change where families are not not being communicated with fully where they don't know what to expect and where it depends on where you're living, what you can actually access. So children in Enniscorthy get a different service than children in Wexford Town. Children in New Ross get a different service than children in Gorey, depending on who and what disciplines are available on your team in your area. It's not good enough. Uh, George, what are you dealing with in, in your role as a councillor <coughs> with issues like what Shona has just described there on a daily basis? Well, on a daily basis, we're being contacted by families who are literally at their wits' end trying to access services uh, through the through the HSE. It is just at a chronic situ- uh, uh, level at the, at the moment and it's creating so many difficulties, not for just the children involved, but the entire family because mm. the entire family has bought into the difficulties that the children are experiencing and it's the entire families across this, what's known as the CHO5 region which covers Wexford, Waterford, Carlow, Kilkenny and South Tipperary. There are in excess almost 16,000 children awaiting first-time intervention in these areas. Is that in County Wexford? That, no, that's that's in the CHO5 okay. area which encompasses Wexford, Waterford, Carlow, Kilkenny and South Tipperary. But Wexford would by, by far and away be the largest cohort of numbers in that area. Just in speech and language uh, therapy alone, say, with children awaiting an initial assessment, uh, uh, that's not therapy or, or treatment, an initial assessment is in, in excess of 2,000 children. Uh, those awaiting a therapy is in excess of 1,600 just in speech and language. We have the same difficulties in psychology, uh, in occupational therapy, in physiotherapy, in dietetics, and ophthalmology is also a big mm-hmm. one as well, where children are suffering. And the problem and difficulty here is because they are not being seen early enough and treated early enough and given the correct therapies early enough, it exacerbates every problem that's, that's, that's out there. And we will see greater issues and difficulties and problems as a result of this lack of early intervention going down the line. And we've learned nothing over the years about how to tackle at the coalface in in the early stages how to tackle these difficulties to assist the families and the children and, and stop the problem 
getting worse. And what is causing the problems? Is it lack of staffing? What is it? It's lack of staffing, it's lack of planning, it's lack of joined up thinking. Shauna would tell you she would see it on a daily basis and Shauna, and I'm a member of the board, lucky enough to be a member of the board of the Collective Sensory Group with Shauna. She, she you know, Shauna can talk to you about individual cases that she would be experiencing and the knock-on effect that that would have on uh, the children involved. It's, it's horrendous. Uh, mm-hmm. But certainly the, the lack of staffing is an issue. Uh, I don't think uh, I, I don't think enough focus has been put at all in this area. Whether it's a lack of funding, I don't know. The funding, I believe, is there or should be there. However, there hasn't been a focus put on recruitment and right. the recruitment process and getting the right And the words you've used, joined up thinking. Joined up thinking because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, these children in a few years' time will be young adults and that's when we really see the consequences of our lack of intervention here. I'm putting it out to our listeners if you're going through this. I will be speaking to Jamie who, because she is under ferocious pressure today, because she's dealing with these issues, mm. uh, I hope to get a chance to talk to Jamie and uh, get that out on air tomorrow morning. But uh, as George, refer there, you're dealing with cases without in naming individuals, Shauna. What, what are you dealing with? Can you give me an example um, of, of one of the cases you're dealing with? And then I want to yeah. get on to what you actually do because it's kind of voluntary, isn't it? Yeah, Can, my, my role is voluntary uh, with the Collective Sensory Group and, you know, I, th- that's that's not something that, uh, you know, that needs to... It's not something to be overly proud of or anything like that. It's just a service that is needed. It's that simple within Wexford. Um, the cases that we deal with, if we look at comparison to seven years ago when we started, we were dealing with children who had functional difficulties and sensory difficulties. We're now dealing with children who have catastrophic and crisis level emotional difficulties because they have not received services. We are dealing with carers who are reaching a level of burnout that is so traumatising that we, we're, we're using trauma-informed practice to work with families now. That is the level of difficulty that we are dealing with in Wexford Town. Could you give me a, a case study, basis. Shauna? Just uh, one example, just even if you have to kind of generalise it. I actually only spoke to this mother this morning and she was aware that I was coming on here. Um, a young person who uh, with a diagnosis of autism who has not been able to return to school since um, since the pandemic began uh, the second week in March 2020 they have not returned to school so they have had no schooling um, this mother has three children with additional needs and this young person's disability has become so chronic yeah. their their difficulty has reached such a level of crisis that they have not left their home in a year that's the situation. What can be done immediately to change it, George? Well, we need a task force immediately, dedicated. I've said this time and time again. What COVID has taught us is that when state intervention is required to alleviate a massive crisis, mm. it can be done. We've, we've seen it done throughout COVID where things have been tackled, where issues like uh, uh, people losing their job on a catastrophic level, it was tackled and worked upon and resources were put in place. This this issue now is, as you have described, at catastrophic levels. Yeah. The government need a dedicated task force. We actually need a dedicated department or ministry specifically to, to tackle this issue and problem. Uh, and we need an absolute focus on recruitment. One of the things that happened during COVID-19, that many of the people who were working in this area were actually transferred to other areas. And have they come back? Many of them haven't. Right, okay. Uh, so, so this 16,000 children in our area alone mm. is just an unbelievable figure to have to try and uh, deal with. Mm. 
but as I said, if we don't deal with it, the figures that we're going to be dealing with down the line are going to be even greater again because other people affected by 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 the, these children's difficulties are okay. going to be in, in, in crisis. And I'm putting out the call now to listeners to the show. Like, I've got a text in from a listener who says, my sister can't get nappies for her special needs son who is four years old. She's on a waiting list. It's simply not good enough. Please, 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 if you're going through this, there's strength in numbers, there's strength in unity. Can you get in as many texts and comments into me as you can, please? Because I'm going to follow up this and have a real-life story for you tomorrow. I've got to wrap it up now in just a second. I want to leave the final word to you, Shauna. Your collective sensory garden, I've seen the work you've done. Or you're, you're, I, I, it's not a garden, it's a premises. Yeah. Uh, it's totally voluntary at the moment, but you have changed lives. Um, what's the position with you getting funding and getting more support? Um, look, we'd love more support. We'd love more funding. If anybody out there would like to support us, would like to be involved in us, you know, my, my number is pretty public at this stage. Please do get in touch. We welcome everyone. It's not just a centre, it's a community. Hmm. And we want our community to be more open. Community is why we're here and that's what we want from it. And can you um, just uh, get help immediately? Is, is the help coming? Is it forthcoming? We're trying. We are absolutely trying. Um, again, we're trying to recruit but even as a community service and the only community service that is providing the services that we do, we are under significant pressure. 